Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 364 of the Big Show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Oh, how are you guys doing? Oh, yes. Home sweet home. Um, yeah. It's been a while since I've talked to you cats. Well, kind of. I tried to keep you guys busy with some uh, with some episodes while I was gone. But, uh, but yeah, folks, back from Sin City, Las Vegas. Uh, we got back late last night, three, three o'clock this morning. We, uh, we got in, the flight was delayed. Well, it was only delayed a couple hours, but, um, but yes, that whole, uh, good times. But, uh, well, in fact, actually our timing worked out perfect because today in Las Vegas, there was a windstorm. And all flights were pretty much grounded, so I don't think we would have left. And uh, by the by, uh, early this afternoon, we had a snowstorm here. So uh, with winds and everything that I think would have made uh, landing a little difficult. So, um, you know, getting home at 3 o'clock last night was, or I guess this morning, know your time, um, wasn't so bad. But um, fun holiday. As always, I love me some Las Vegas. If you can tell by my voice, I don't have my use my my usual smooth, silky uh, NPR voice. I little little caught a cold or caught something while I was there. Anyway, but uh, you know, um, no, it's a little congestion. But uh, so um, you know, bear with me. But. Uh, yeah, I figured it is what I'm looking at the clock here on the computer. 11.48 p.m. Saturday night. And uh, much like uh, the, the name of this episode, The Anticipation of Violence, um, I, I, I got to say, the, they drew me in. They drew me in. I actually paid attention. And uh, we're going to get all, we're going to get to that. Rampy and Reeves. And uh, it went down. And uh Yeah. Even had even had me flip into uh, hockey night in Canada. If you can believe that shit, but um, we're gonna, you know, first of all, I'll, I'll regale you. I'm sure as everybody here, sit down, folks, sit back, and uh, let me play some home movies for you. I'm gonna, I'll, uh, I'll rap with you about my Vegas trip. I'm sure you're all dying to hear that. Um, oh, some foreshadowing. Did I have a crystal ball? I have ex-player. I think they're stealing my bits here. We'll talk about that. Um, couple trades, unfortunately some injuries, um, a book, I, I finished a book on the airplane I'll talk about, um, and it's, and it's funny, um, well, I'll talk about all this, but I, I always, I always laugh as I've done this show for so long, um, and I've been on social media for a long time because of this show, um, I've often been called old and bitter and out of touch and everything else. Um, I can tell you by going on the Facebook pages and Twitter lately and with the people I follow and even the ex-tough guys that I interact with, um, I look like the most, I'm starting to look like a real progressive motherfucker around here compared to some of you fuckers. Holy shit. Oh, can we? You, you bitch when they don't fight. You bitch when they do fight. When they fight, it's soft. When they don't fight, it's soft. It's like... Can't win, and uh, yeah, it's uh, baffling. And you know, and I laugh because as as I am not a, obvi- obviously, I, I don't think I need to go into that. I'm not a fan of today's hockey, as I don't watch anymore. Um, but uh, it, it's amazing the the amount of times I have to defend it lately. 
which is, that, that kind of puts me in an awkward spot, doesn't it? But it's just like, oh, it's just, uh, whatever. Well, I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that. But, um, well, first, before everything, obviously, I got to say, I'm a mem- uh, well, as far as I know, uh, well, I can tell you I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. I, hey, when I travel, I travel first class. We're up in first class seating there on the flight, you know. I had the Hockey Podcast card, uh, that network credit card. You know, I sat up front. I, you know, so I was sitting there with the wife on the way down. Had a couple moles, some Canadians sitting there eating. Because we get served dinner and booze up where, you know, up where I sit. And I was sitting there and I looked at her and said, I wonder what the poor people are doing right now. But, uh, you know, I want, I, you know, I, I had the, uh, the network gold card. Don't tell Lazito or Mud Show, but, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, but as I said, I remember the Hockey Podcast Network is over 100 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have a show, so whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Uh, myself, Jolton Joel Lazito of the Coliseum Chronicles. Um, well, well, I'll talk about Jolton Joe here first. Uh, uh, of course, uh, I... Having been in Las Vegas for the last 11 days, I have not, obviously I wasn't listening to podcasts or anything there. I know Lazito did three parts of Stone Cold Steve McLaren. Um, I highly encourage you folks to check that out. I have not had a chance to check out episode three yet. Um, I have, uh, uh, definitely going to do that on Monday when I go back to work in the truck. Um, oh, that's going to be fun going back to work Monday morning. Um, so I'll definitely check that out. Um, in terms of Alec over at the Five for Fighting podcast, uh, he has once again, uh, called it a career. We always call it the Brett Favre of podcasting. Um, he's retired a couple times and come back. Um, but in all seriousness, I know, um, yeah, he just, uh, this is one of those things, just lost the passion. And I completely understand it. And, uh, um, his big battle, of course, everybody knows that, uh, listens to, and I'm, I'm assuming, most of my listeners are obviously crossover listeners. You've listened to his show as well. And I've had him on my show, so, and he'll be on this show again, but, um, well, there's, I'll talk more about that right away here. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's had kind of an ongoing battle with the East Coast Hockey League. And, uh, yeah, they've, uh, well, basically they put in copyright restrictions and everything else and, uh, got his, uh, his ex account shut down. Um, interesting. I, I thought Elon was a big free speech guy. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but, uh, so, uh, it's interesting. The, the irony and the hypocrisy of everything. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I've actually, and another East Coast Hockey League team actually got their ex account shut down for putting up copyright materials. Like, well, they, they're the team. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. That's how, that's how with it the East Coast League is. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get to all that. But, uh, yeah, Alec has had that going and had copyright strikes and had videos taken down. And, um, despite being a huge popular site and, and show with East Coast League fans and players, I know for a fact that, uh, East Coast League players appreciate his and his YouTube channel for all the fights and, uh, and the league takes his stuff down. Yet, I, I noticed, I'm, I'm sure when Spit and Chiglis put up the East Coast Hockey League fights, you know, they, they had the Amesbury fights and everything. I, I noticed, uh, there, no copyright strikes there. It's interesting how that works. Uh, I think, like I said, I think Alec was clearly targeted by the league and, uh, you know, and, uh, so they shut him down and, and at that point, um, I mean, a lot of his podcasting was based around, of course, the East Coast League and what was going on in that league and such. And, uh, you know, when you put that much effort in and, well, you pay the money, it wasn't like, uh, you know, this is all free stuff. He paid for the East Coast Hockey League package and put up the fights and fans loved it. And, uh, apparently the league didn't. That's how, that's how in tune the league, that's how in tune the leagues are with their fans. So, um, as of this recording, uh, Alec had put out a statement that's saying he is, he's done with the, with the Five for Fighting podcast. So, um, which is, which is a shame. I have always liked Alec's show and, and, um, you know, and like I said, he'll be on my show lots. And, uh, yeah, like I said, just another one down and, and it's never good when you lose someone that had the passion for, uh, and, uh, for the product and, um, and it was a unique, and it was a unique thing and, um, 
anytime you lose a creator in the space that uh, like that, it's it's never a positive. So, you know, at the same time, he's, uh, you know, recently moved and, you know, and, and uh, getting a job and, and, you know, and, you know, and they want to get things going in their lives. So, I mean, obviously he's got other irons in the fire. So other than a podcast, obviously. So, um, you know, I can understand, um, you know, his position wanting to move on as well. So, so unfortunately, as of right now, there's no more five for fighting podcasts. So maybe my hat will be a collector's item here soon. So, um, you know, but, uh, but no, and I want, in all seriousness, though, like I said, I, I, I talk to Alec all the time anyway, but, um, I just want to thank him for the effort that he put in over the years and, uh, all the great content and the hours and hours, well, that I know that went into it and, uh, and for what you created and, uh, um, and, and that's just something that a league or certain individuals can never take away from you. It's on the internet. It's out there. People listen to it. It's still out there. It'll all forever be out there. And, um, and I think when you can create a unique thing in the world, um, that's cool. And, uh, and you did that. So, uh, thank you. And, uh, you guys will definitely not hear, be hearing, maybe some of you will be saying that's unfortunate, but you'll not be hearing the end of Alec. I will definitely have him on the show multiple times. Um, which all, and of course, also, and last but not least with the network, of course, Jordan at five in a game. Of course, uh, you know, I don't know if he's still under snow out there in the Maritimes. I know it's been crazy weather here in Canada. And, uh, you know, I hope he's shoveled out by now. Um, I know he wants to get back into podcasting. It's just finding the, finding time to put down the shovel and record and, and work and everything else. So, um, hopefully he will, uh, re-engage shortly. So now. Uh, my final bit of, uh, piece of, uh, cause it's, it was been, it's been asked by a couple of people cause I did mention it back in the day, back in the day, it was a couple months ago, but, um, as, as people, regular listeners to this show know, I've had, well, as I just mentioned, I've had Alec on a million times and I've had Jay, uh, D skunk for you YouTube folks, um, he has been on my show multiple times and, and we have done the Ice Wars preview and review shows and I had them on for the, or I had Jay on for the Southern Pro League thing and I had Alec on for the East Coast League stuff and, and, and on and on. And I talk to those two guys all the time away from this on, on, uh, we text every day and, and all that. Um, we had talked about in the, I guess it was probably, I think it started about last fall, um, or this past fall, um, about the three of us, because at the time, well, Jay's never had a podcast, but Alec was at that point where he was kind of, eh, you know, this is getting old, and he was fighting with the East Coast League at the time, and he was just like, I'm not really into this, and blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't want, and it's kind of a unique position for me, because at I, I go up and down, and I've always said with this show, I mean, if it was just a matter of coming down to hear it recording and me yelling and looking out the window, I could do I could do this until I'm, um, you know, forever because that that it's easy for me to do, and I and I enjoy coming down here and doing that. I guess I always say it's my my therapy, apparently, or maybe or whatever you want to call it. But um, the player interviews, eh, you know, my my. Uh, my enthusiasm definitely has waned on player interviews just due to all the bullshit over the years and chasing guys and all that shit. And, um, you know, and again, it happened again right before I went to Vegas. It was just like, fuck, you know, I mean, I'm not any surprise at this point, but just, it just get it's eye rolling at this point. Like, holy shit, seriously. I just, just laugh about it. Cause it's just so, you know, like getting anybody to commit to anything. Apparently asking grown adults to commit to things is, I guess too much to ask, so yeah, whatever. But uh, and and I, that's the thing. And I, I'm at the point. I don't give a shit. I don't. If you want to come on the show and talk talk about your career, great, cool, let's do it. And you know, and if you don't, I don't care. I don't. Whatever. You clearly don't care. So why do I? I don't. So um, I know I get asked all. Oh, you should do more player interviews, bro. Nah, it's not. Guys, I can tell you. As I always say, it's not for lack of trying. I've tried, you know, so whatever. Um, anyway, so I was at that point where, okay, I, I'm kind of whatever. 
and and I've and I've said this a bunch. Of, I've said this for the last year and a half on here. Um, I have more fun talking to fight fans than I do ex players. Um, I have much more, obviously, much more in common. Um, uh, fans' enthusiasm to do the show is, and and every one of them, uh, with the exception of a couple back in the day, but ninety five percent of the time. What day do you want to come? What time? Okay, boom. That's when it's done. And they're enthusiastic. They're prepared. They want to do it. They promote it. Blah, blah, blah. And it's great. And, um, you know, and, and so that's, and it, and it gets me kind of fired up to do it. And I always enjoy, it's, it's like meeting new people that have the similar interests, right? It's, um, you know, that's always a cool thing. So, that is that is really how my show has pivoted in the last year or two, and uh, anyway, and and I've just really enjoyed it. And in saying all that, I always enjoyed having, and I still do, obviously, having Jay and Alec on the show. And my favorite episodes, pretty much that I've done, have been my Ice Wars. I uh, just like I like the I love the Ice Wars events and everything. But having Jay and Alec on the show and, and just talking about them and and just doing a group discussion with them, and because we have more. Believe me, we have more fun off the air when we're before we get going than than during. But I, I just uh, I've always liked our chemistry and the banter that we've had. Okay, to make a long story longer. Um, in the fall, the three of us discussed starting our own podcast together. The three of us, just not like we had a, a, a real. Okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. But it was more like I kind of threw it at Jay and Alec. What do you guys think? And they were, they, you know, oh yeah, like no one said no. It was all yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And it's been very preliminary discussions. We've just here and there. I, Jay and I have discussed it more than than Alec and I have. But um, again, not with any real. I mean, obviously, it'd be a hockey fight show. I mean, we're not all of a sudden not going to start talking about you know European soccer or anything. But I mean, obviously, the show would be hockey fights, but. Um, I, you know, other than that, I don't, right now, it's, I don't know what it's going to, like, that's the premise of it, but outside of that, obviously we'll do some different things, but I don't know, again, I have to talk to them about it, but, um, my, my thing was just, and, and I've told them this in text, so I'm not speaking at a school or they'll be surprised by this. My biggest thing was, um, getting a commitment from them about, um, if we were going to do it, that it needs to be um, a regular thing. Because um, Alec will be the first to tell you, obviously, his show has been hit and miss for, well, going on over a year now, if he does it, because that was always the joke, he does a quarterly episode. Um, you know, and I told Jay, who's never done a podcast before, but um, basically that we, if we're going to do this, we need to pick a day, and when, and this is when we need to record, or at least that's when we need to release the episode. When we record it is whatever, but obviously if we're going to do it once a week or every two weeks or whatever, again, this is a preliminary talk, but consistency, it, my big thing is consistency is key, is key. And we need to do it on the regular or people will lose interest or any momentum that we get going, you lose, in my opinion. And we can't just haphazardly do a show once a week or, and then all of a sudden we go, we do one a month and then we don't do any this month. And then next month we do seven. And it's like, you can't be spread. You can't be schizophrenic about it. You have to be regular, um, consistent. Are you two able to do that at this point in where you are in your life? Because I've always said the advantage I have is I'm fucking old and boring, but it's just my wife and I, we don't have kids, but and we're older and we have our schedules though. Like, this is when we work, this is when we're off our, our life schedule. So I have, I have the time to record and do, and make a podcast. Whereas Alec is still just moved and getting a job and I'm sure get the family thing going and all that. Like, he's at a different stage in his life. Jay is much more kind of like where I am, you know, older, they don't have kids and, you know, whatever. But, at the same time, he's never done a podcast before, so you know I'm impressing pressing upon him 
about being consistent. And he knows this. They know this. We've had this discussion. But that's where we're kind of at right now in terms of what do you guys want to do? Can you do it? What would it be about? Blah, blah, blah. Because I've had a few, because I've mentioned this again. I've mentioned this a few months back that I was doing this. And I've had Alec mention it to me the other day if, if we had, if I had talked to Jay about it recently. And Jay and I had been talking about it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I've had a few listeners ask me over the last, in fact, twice when I was in Las Vegas about it. So um, I'm addressing this. Obviously, this is why I'm addressing this. So um, no, there isn't a new podcast coming like, oh, next week we're going to start something new. Um, and again, I have to judge where I am. Because right now, most of the time, I do a Sunday, Wednesday episodes. Um, I think going forward... If, if the three of us are going to do a show, I will probably still do this one, but it would be once a week, and then I would do that show, and so that I still do two episodes a week, but it would be that show and, and then my own show. Um, but again, then I have to be careful that I'm not chewing my food twice and talking about the same stuff on the show. It all comes down to what the show is going to be about. So, um, no, I don't think the fourth line voice is going away. Not anytime soon that I know of, but, um, you know, that's, no, that's not happening right yet. So, cause that was one of the questions. Am I going to quit this to do that? Um, no, not right away. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with this show. But again, we're just talking. So there is a very long explanation that no one asked for that I gave. So we'll see what happens. If we were to do a show, well, and then I'll put it to you guys. If the three of us were to do a show, what would you like the show to be about? I mean, we're going to do hockey fights, but it's like, do you want to do current? Do you want, like, those two are much more current than I am, obviously with the minor league stuff. So that, or what, I don't know, what would you, what should the show be called? This is all things I could put out to you guys that I would love to hear feedback from you guys about. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's where we're at. I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm on my computer. I'm, I'm, da- I'm looking down and I can just see a snow. It just says snow coming on my computer. Oh, great. Yeah. Tremendous. I mean, I know it was coming cause we're supposed to have this big massive snowstorm here for today and tomorrow. Um, today I got to say it wasn't too, it was really windy, but, um, yeah, I think tomorrow we're going to get hit hard and uh, I mean, not maritimes hard, but. Enough where I'm going to be wishing... Well, I was going to say it wouldn't have to snow for me to still wish I was in Vegas. But um, anyway. Um, how about I, I do an ad read. And then uh, I don't even know what the ad read is. Do we have a new one? I'm sure we have a new one at this point. I'm, i I got to edit that in here. And then as soon as I get back, I will uh, we'll get into the show. And now here's a word from our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Yeah, Connor Bedard's back. Anytime scoring prop for him is plus 330. Oilers, the favorite Stanley Cup futures ticket, plus 700 right now, followed by Boston and Colorado at plus 850. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 Nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. <clears throat> okay, uh, right, uh, well, my trip to Vegas, uh, again, 10 days in Sin City, and, uh, it was a lot of fun, always a lot of fun in Las Vegas, 
Um, of course, the first question you always get asked when you get back, did you win anything? Um, I'll put it this way, folks. Um, I put in a valiant effort, and I will say I went toe-to-toe with Las Vegas. Uh, I would say I won the early rounds. I was definitely up the first couple days. Uh, and then as, as the fight went on, I faded. And, uh, I, uh, I, I probably, I lost a split decision. We'll put it that way. Las Vegas, Las Vegas will take a split decision on me. Um, I came down, I came home down money. Uh, I didn't get killed or anything. And I mean, the mortgage will still get paid and we're okay. I mean, you know, you go to Vegas, we, we take, as I always say, you take the money that you're willing to lose there. And that's what we did. And, um, but unfortunately no big jackpots, no Royal flushes or anything like that. Um, but not first couple of days, I was up a couple hundred each day and, you know, you kind of go up and down and whatever. And again, it's like, I would say we're like, we're middle-class people. It's like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not playing a hundred dollars a hand on blackjack or, you know, or anything like they're out in the poker room playing for tens of thousands or anything like that. No, I sit at the, I, most of the time I sit at the bar, play video poker, you know, and, uh, and, and drink dollar Miller lights, watch, watch my sports bets go down the tubes on the TV and people watch and just play, play my cards. That's kind of, I'm a pretty boring gambler all in all. Um, you know, the wife likes the slot machines, obviously, and everything. And, um, and again, she had some good days and some bad days. And, but again, we're not in the high limit rooms, you know, and she's not dropping thousands a night or anything. It's like, again, she, I mean, you know, shit, I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, a, a government worker and she's a friggin' t- uh, grade one teacher. So, I mean, we're, we're certainly not, uh, they're not, oh boy, I can't wait for you guys to get back. The suite will be ready for you. Um, you know, they're not, they're not sending a limo to the airport for us, but, uh, but, uh, but at the same time, when you're coming from Canada, well, first of all, the exchange kills you when it's, you're losing a quarter on every dollar. I mean, that, that hurts. I can tell you, like I said, I, you know, I, I left the bank down 800 and I hadn't even played a machine yet, you know, so I said, you got to hit a Royal flush to break even, but, um, you know, so the exchange rate sucks, but yeah, what are you going to do? Um, but, uh, no, we, we got there. It was, like I said, actually we had really good weather. It was, um, you know, you know, in the, it, 18 to 22, it was nice. I had shorts, I had shorts and flip flops on the whole time. And, um, it was just, uh, rent the car and went bombing around Vegas. And, um, you know, it was one of those things. I mean, you can't gamble forever. Uh, and when you're there for that long, it's, uh, you know, the wife has her shopping spots that she likes to go to. And I always say, like, you won't catch me dead in a mall here for 10 minutes, but I mean, whatever. It's her vacation too, right? So I'll go shopping with her and, Oh shit, you go to the Ross stores and the malls and all that shit, but, um, I don't care. I'm just happy not to be at work, so it doesn't matter to me. And I'm enjoying the sun and people watching and, um, it was cool. You know, I, you know, we had fun and then, you know, go back to the room and, you know, get, break up, yeah, have some room beers and, uh, you know, eat some junk food and then hit the, hit the casino floor at night and away we go. And, uh, yeah, it was just, like I said, good time and, um, one thing I, I will notice uh, was as I as I drank a million beers, so needless to say, I was in the bathroom a million times. Um, it's I am shocked by the amount of dudes that do not wash their hands after they take a piss. Um, it's pretty disgusting, actually. Um, I just I I can't. Who doesn't wash their hands? I, I don't. But many, believe me, many. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, went down to Fremont Street, saw the crazy Fremont Street the one night, experienced that. Um, I dig Fremont, but I, you know, I get, I was, I'm too old for that shit now. Um, it'd be really cool to be down there at 21, but, uh, at almost 50, it's like, uh, you know, I, I could, I could put up with it for a little while, but then it's like, oh, okay. Well, let's, we'll call it a night here. Um, but I do enjoy Fremont. It's always something to see. Uh, really enjoyed the downtown grand. That was really cool. Downtown grand hot dog and a, and a, and a PBR for two bucks. Well, you can't go wrong. Let me tell you. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, enjoyed. And then Circa, of course, the sports book there is unbelievable. Um, the D, always enjoy the D. Bar Canada upstairs. Played the horses for a quarter. Um, Vegas folks will know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, uh, I, I could, I could say, uh, well, by the, we don't stay off, we don't stay on the strip, we stay off strip at the Orleans. Um, it's about five minutes off the strip. It's a locals casino, hotel casino. Um, it's a boy property. We really enjoy it. Um, yeah, it, uh, uh, we went down to the strip on my wife's birthday. Um, again, I've been to Vegas, you know, we go so many times. Um, uh, we've been there so many times. I, I, I'm indifferent on the strip. I could give a shit, to be honest. Um, if you've never been to Vegas, obviously stay on the strip. It's something to see. I will say when we rent the car, you're leaving the airport and you hit the Las Vegas strip. It sounds corny, but whatever. To this day, every time, regardless of how many times I've been there, every time, the first time we get on the strip, I get goosebumps and I get electric. I, my, I, my body, I have electricity go through it. Uh, every, the first time I hit the strip, uh, when we get from the airport, Every time we're in the car, I just get fired up. The moment I see the neon and I'm on that strip, I just, I don't know. It's like a surge goes through me. I love it. And, uh, and if you, like I said, if you've never been to Vegas, it, uh, and you, and you're going for the first time, I always, you know, go for a cup, go for a three day deal or a four day deal, stay on the strip. And, uh, yeah, it, it's something to see for sure. Um, having been there now so many times, I'm, rather indifferent on the strip I just you know whatever but we did go down obviously and check everything out and wander around and weather was really nice that night and it was uh I think we put in about 22,000 steps so there was a lot of walking and uh but um yeah it's uh it's always a scene man it's always a scene down there but um I will say uh and and I will say shout out to Matt the bartender at the Orleans he was tremendous as is, as was Abraham, always good when they're there. Um, you know they were great, and uh, oh the amount of booze, oh the amount of beer I drank. Oh yeah, it'll be. I, I think it'll. It, I'll definitely be staying. Uh, we're gonna kind of have a sober March in April, I think here, and uh, you know the check liver lights on. I mean, yeah, it was ten days of going hard and staying up super late, and that's the thing in Vegas. They're two hours time difference, so. Like, we're talking 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning here in Saskatoon. Well, we were still down in the casino down there, rocking it at 3, 2.30, 3.30 in the morning down there. And, uh, you know, so we got home. Well, it's funny. We got home at, you know, 3 o'clock this morning. Well, it's only 1 o'clock Vegas time. Now you're still set on Vegas time, right? So we got here at 3. Well, shit, we had packed. We were still both wide awake, right? And it was like, I mean, I saw 5.45 here, and it was like, yeah, so I, yeah, t- Going to work at five o'clock on Monday morning is going to be real interesting, um, but uh, yeah, the, our flight was delayed. We were we had that we were leaving Vegas. Uh, was supposed to be at five thirty at night. Uh, ended up being about eight thirty uh, at night, um, which of course was makes it ten thirty here at Saskatoon. So that's why we got home at three in the morning. But. Um, but the good thing was, is that at least WestJet gave us the heads up, like at eight and nine in the morning. Um, so we didn't, you know, we weren't stuck at the airport, you know, for hours and hours and hours. Um, so yeah, we kind of farted around and, uh, you know, did some shit and, uh, you know, eventually got there and got, and got home. But, uh, and we beat the windstorm by a day and the snowstorm by seven or eight hours although we yeah, today wasn't really that bad tomorrow i think is going to be worse but um yeah all in all great time in las vegas and uh i look i look forward to it every year we go every february and uh yeah i uh obviously wish we had won but what are you gonna do right you always do but uh good times good times but uh, I will say, before I left, I I basically recorded three episodes in one day before we left. And uh, each the two Wednesdays that I was gone, I had episodes come out. Well, in one of those episodes, of course, I talked about Matt Rampey. Um, at that time, he had fought Matt Martin. And uh, I don't believe he had fought Deloria yet. And uh, But in my... <laughs> And of course, I didn't know who the kid was. I went and looked him up, and I looked him up on YouTube for that episode. 
And, uh, you know, folks, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot some foreshadowing on, on old Darren's part here. Uh, and I'm going to say John Scott must listen. I, I don't, I know, I know he's listened before. John, I think John's stealing my bits here, but, uh, no, it's, but I had said after watching his stuff, he's a big kid. Uh, again, this is go back. You listen to 363. I talk about it. Um, I said for his, for being six foot eight, big kid, love the, love the willingness. I said he needs to learn to lock guys out with them fishing pole arms of his. He brings everyone in close and he's going to get, and he's getting tagged unnecessarily. Uh, he should use a size, stretch guys out. And I said the Rangers would be wise to get a big man in to come work with him. John Scott played for the Rangers. You should get, reach out to him, bring him down. Steve McIntyre was in the Ranger, was in the Hartford Wolfpack organization. Bring a big man in and, uh, you know, show this kid something, a little something. And, um, well, how, what do you know? Who won the, as Jim Cornette would say, who do you think, who won the pony? Um, John Scott brought up the exact same thing, uh, a week later, uh, when he fought Olivier there, a smaller guy at, well, everyone's, he's bigger than everybody. And again, he fought in close and really ate a few and his face was showing a lot of damage. Um, and if he'd strung him out, that probably wouldn't have happened, blah, blah, blah. So here I am trying to, I'm telling some NHL dad a fight, but, I was just saying, those were my observations, and they were echoed by John Scott, who's got a little bit of credibility, I would think. And uh, there you go. So, hey, so anybody who doesn't think I know what I'm talking about, you're mostly right. But every once in a while, we throw enough shit against the wall, something sticks. So, (laughs) I'm just saying it was some interesting foreshadowing anyway. But, you know, nonetheless. Anyway, um, before we get into the whole Rampy Reeves thing, we'll... uh, you know, we we got some a few notes to talk about. Of course, Curtis McDermott was traded from Colorado to New Jersey Devils. Um, of course, there's some talk they call it the Rempy effect now. Um, uh, you know, I don't I don't know about that, but maybe. But we'll see. But nonetheless, I'm you know, hey, if they're trading for you, you kind of think you kind of makes a person think they want you, wouldn't you think? So hopefully, the Devils use McDermott. And it's always good to have another you know. Some toughness still around, and uh, yeah, let's see what happens there. Um, some unfortunate injury news: Brett Gallant uh, has separated his shoulder playing for Laval, and uh, which was shitty to hear. And um, so I don't know what that means. Uh, from my understanding, Brett Gallant did play enough games to qualify for the playoffs. Um, Laval is in first place in the league and kind of fit not that it's a huge league. There's six teams, but they are kind of favored to maybe be the champs. So, um, and I don't know how far away, a few weeks away that the playoffs are or whatever. I don't know if Brett Colomp will be back by then. Um, I have not asked. I kind of, I did get a hold of him and say, you know, she told her about the, sorry about the injury and, and all that. Um, I didn't, you know, are you playing again? Um, I'm sort of leaning to no, but what do I know? Um, Again, that's not what's the, I haven't asked him and he hasn't said so, and that's none of my business anyway. But, um, again, for I would say for selfish reasons, of course, I want these guys to heal up and come back and play. And, um, but if not, and that, and that is indeed that's it, um, that's that, you know, it's unfortunate that's how he went out, but, uh, we'll see what happens with Brett Gallant. But as of right now, he has injured his shoulder. Um, Oh, and an interesting debut tonight that my boy, speaking of Jay, told me about, and I have posted his D-Skunk on YouTube, if you want to check out the latest Southern Pro League fights, and not only Southern Pro League fights, but Jay goes back like over a decade, he's got old like IHL stuff, and AHL from Quad City, Jonathan Hammer Tremblay, Little John McIntyre back in the Quad City days, check that shit out, check his channel out, D, like the letter D, skunk like the animal, check it out, subscribe to it, he's got good shit on there. But lately, he's obviously, he's in Quad City, Southern Pro League town. And uh, so he uploads Southern Pro League fights. And he uploaded one today. And he got a hold of me and said, hey, you got to check it out. Some kid from Saskatchewan played in the SJHL. Uh, made his debut with Evansville tonight. Uh, first shift, throws a huge hit, drops the gloves. You know, the fight, eh, you know, whatever. But whatever. But big dude, 6'5", Jesus, you know. But, you know, went to college, finished up college. And now he's playing in the Southern Pro League. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Jordan Semino, 
Uh, big kid, uh, 6'5", played for the Nippon Hawks, um, then went to Marion College, and uh, yes, made his professional debut tonight, and got it going against Quad Cities. And uh, yeah, so that's a uh, shout out to, uh, you know, I always get the soft spot for the Junior A guys, right? Especially the SJ boys, Saskatchewan kid from Tisdale. So good luck to him on his professional journey, and it's off to a hot start, we'll put it that way. Um, so, that, so that was cool. Um, oh, and actually I was going to mention when I was on the plane, I read I read a book. Uh, Tough Guys by Dale Arnold. Um, hockey enforcers on wild brawls, high stakes, and the code that binds them. Uh, you know, but um, I wasn't bad. Not bad. I talked to Archie Henderson and all these guys, PJ Stock and um, Dave Brown stuff, Jay Miller. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, what was it the most earth shattering book and revelations that ever? No. Um, but it was fine. Um, I would recommend it. I wouldn't. Holy shit. Somebody 40 bucks he paid for this thing. Canadian. Yeah. Wait for the paperback. Um, but it, it was, uh, it was a Christmas present. And, uh, just before we got on the, we were leaving. I was like, I need something to read on the plane. And I, and, uh, and I grabbed this one. So, um, yeah. Dale Arnold, tough guys. I will, uh, I would give it a thumbs up. I, you know, check it out. Um, okay. Um, it's almost 40 at the 40 minute mark and you obviously my, my voice is starting to go and, and, uh, it is now like 1227 at night. Um, we'll get to the main event here. Um, Rempy Reeves, everybody was talking about it, building it up and, uh, yeah. And it went down. Um, but before I get to that, um, well, we'll, let's talk about both sides of the coin here. We'll talk about both of these characters going in. Um, first of all, we'll talk about, uh, Rempe. Um, you know, uh, you know, 21 years old, just up, uh, played about what, seven, eight, nine games now. Um, what did he fight? Uh, Martin Delorier, uh, uh, the Columbus guy whose name is escaping right now that kind of gave it to him. Uh, Reeves, uh, yeah, so he's been four or five fights. Um, uh, it threw a big hit. It threw a couple big hits. Threw another big one tonight on the Leafs guy. Apparently injured him um, along the board. It was a clean hit. We shot along the boards. Uh, probably could have called the charge, but I mean the Leaf fans will all cry that he hit him in the head, but he didn't. But I mean, you get a guy six eight two fifty, uh, big moose like that. I mean, you're gonna. It doesn't matter if he get, getting run into the into a wall. Um, yeah, it's not gonna end well for you. Um, but he, he, kids playing the role. He's doing well. Um, I've, I've, so as I was, I had the laptop with us and everything. I didn't engage much on, on social media, obviously. And I didn't carry my phone around Las Vegas. I left it in the hotel room. I don't give me shit. I, I don't need my, I'm not one of these people that needs to have my phone glued to my hand. So I was more than happy to leave my phone in the hotel room. So, um, I would basically only when we came back after shopping or doing whatever and, We'd be having some room beers and whatever. Would I open up the laptop and kind of, or the first thing in the morning, I'd get on there. I posted some pictures and I'd post my episodes, but other than that, I wasn't really engaging much. But I did sit in some quiet moments when we were in Vegas and read social media. Um, so I've been reading about Rampy and Reeves and everything else. So I'm fairly uh, confident I could speak on these as what the flavor of the last couple of weeks has been. Um, on social media and in fight circles, air quotes, so to speak, uh, because these are the circles that I travel in on social media. Okay. Um, of course, I don't, I would expect nothing less from hockey media. A good majority of them crying about, oh, we need to leave all these, all these tough guys are challenging the kid and they should just let him heal. And why? And all this stuff. Oh, First of all, he's, uh, you know, 6'8", 250, 21 years old. Let's stop, let's, let's stop calling 21 year olds kids. He's not a kid. He's a grown adult. Um, you know, he's well aware of what he needs to do. Um, why does, <laughs> why is he fighting? I love that. Does he not know about CTE? Like, uh, okay. Yes, obviously he does. Everyone knows the risks now. None of this stuff is like, oh, great. What do you mean? Well, first of all, it's a it's a contact sport. All right, you're much more likely to get concussed by getting hit. Um, but they're well aware of the risks, 
And you accept these risks to live your dream. And his dream was to play in the NHL. Um, and I will put it, why is he, he needs to show that he can play and all this. What Like, you fucking idiots. You, you don't know why he's fighting everybody right now. <sighs> you know, <laughs> and the thing is, is I expect Ranger Girl, Truba Girl on, on Twitter or whatever, Breadman fan, you know, who are all like these 18 year old douchebags that don't know any different. I expect them to not have a clue. But again, in the fight circles that I run in, I have seen ex-players talk about this. I've seen older fight fans talking about this. And it's, it's truly baffling to me that you don't know why he's fighting so much. And the kid needs to take a break. If the kid takes the break, he'll be back in the American League riding the bus. Are you, really? You guys need that explained to you? This is just baffling to me that you don't know why he's fighting so much. Do you think the New York Rangers brought him up to score? Do you think the Rangers need help scoring? They're second place in the goddamn league. Third in offensive efficiency. But let's bring up the six foot eight guy. We need more scoring help. No, maybe they brought the six foot eight guy up because holy shit, we may need a physical presence heading into the playoffs in this last run. This last push towards the playoffs. Holy shit, did I just stay at a Holiday Inn Express? Like, really? You didn't you don't he's a sixth round pick. Motherfucker, the dude was 6'8 and had offensive skills. You don't think he would have went in the first round? Dude was 6'8 went in the sixth round. He has a grand total of, where? where is it? Uh, 14 goals in two American League seasons. Oh yeah, a real, real sniper there. He's going to, you can just fall back on them skills, eh? What is his biggest asset? His size and his willingness to be physical. So when you get called up, what do you do? You you accentuate your positives and hide your weaknesses. Oh, it's... <laughs> this is utterly baffling to me. I'm just sitting there reading this. Like, are we serious? This, this is fucking ex-players that I've had to have this talk with. Why? Oh, kid's gonna get hurt. Oh, then you go out in your shield, I guess. And once again, I mean, people can, oh, biz is a dummy and biz is this and biz is that and blah, 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 blah. Biz hit it right on the head. Hit the nail right on the head. And if anybody would know, it's him. He was telling everybody this kid is doing exactly what he should do to get noticed. And he said, for all you other people, all these kids, these third and fourth liners, he called them latte drinkers that get called up and think they're going to, you know, Sick dangles, bro, on the fourth line. You'll be back so in the American League so fast, your head will spin. This kid's going about it the right way, fighting everybody, running guys, making it. He's got everyone talking. Like Biz said, has anybody was anybody talking this much about fighting and heavyweights and everything else in the last for the last in the last two months? No. He's re-energized it. He's brought I now <laughs> now hold on. Am I saying, oh, this is going to revitalize fighting and hockey? No. You know, that's somebody tells us. We're going to see a, a rebirth of the Enforcer. Oh, yeah, where? I, hold on. Where's the, I'm going to look out the window. Do I see the Enforcer tree out there? Yeah. Uh, you know, where, where, where is this tree that we're going to get all these fighters from? They, they banned fighting in junior. You can fight once in Quebec. You can fight three times in Ontario. I mean, I guess you're going to take everybody out from the Western League, but they really don't fight that much out here anymore. Got a couple kids now and again, but, I would say you have guys that will fight, but you don't have fighters anymore. Um, you'll always find a couple. Like, it's not going to go completely dead. But let's die, you know, let, let's hold off on the the next wave of future fighters. No, that isn't happening. Come on now. But, you know, let's not... You know, I, I mean, hey, I'm excited to see the new guy too, and this is really cool. And hey, I dig the resurgence of people talking about fighting without a doubt. I mean, I'm not that old and bitter. I mean, I could, I, I respect what the kids do, and I dig it. But let's, you know, <laughs> let's hold off the, uh, let's not get all, let's let, let's not all get carried away here. But having said that, 
no, Biz is completely correct. I mean, he's he's going about it the right way. And for a guy his size, um, fighting the way he's fighting, um, you know, and I'm not saying, oh, he's a complete, like, he, he you know, he's, he's out there playing with no stick. I mean, he's not that bad of a player, but I mean, you know, uh, you know, that big, he has a goal. He's, it was, I think it was a game winner actually was in front of the net, you know, so he has an idea of what's going on and, you know, he can play and skate a little bit. And if he continues to keep doing what he's doing and, and playing impressive and I know they all say the guys and saying the right things and being a room guy, motherfucker, you don't think he's going to be, he's, he's going to be up for a couple million. Yeah. Just get one, just get one contract, baby. And you're, you're good. And he's on his pace to do it. I'd love to see him do it. Well, do you think if he came up and took a break after the Delorier fight or the Olivier, Olivier, that's the guy I was thinking of in Columbus. If he took a break after that, I'm just going to try to score now and I won't hit because I'm a little sore and I'm scared by my, my head and everything else. Do you think the Rangers would keep that up? You don't think teams would notice? Yeah, get a clue. You don't know why he's still doing it. Seriously? So black eye, I love, he has a black eye and everybody talks like all of a sudden it's like reconstructive surgery and oh, don't do it and everything. It's a black eye. It's, it's fine. Didn't you see the Flintstones put a piece of steak on it? It's a black eye. Relax. He's not going to, he'll be fine. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was the rampy thing. And like I said, with the Ranger, again, why do you think he got called up? If the Rangers wanted to bring up scoring, they got a first rounder down there that's playing, that's got 18 goals. They got Riley Nash that's down there. He's got 600 NHL games. Right now he's got a point a game in the American League. If they wanted a scoring, uh, if they wanted an increase in a score, or a guy with a scoring touch, who do you think they'd bring up? Yeah. And they got a second rounder down there. His name's escaping me. He was a second rounder in like 2019 by the Knights that they traded for. He's down there right now. These are forwards. So if they wanted a little scoring jam, who do you think they would have called up? You think they brought Rempy up to score? Why do you think they brought him up? Again, I can't, <coughs> I can't believe I have to roadmap this shit for people. Holy shit. If he stops hitting and fighting, he's going back down. No one wants a 6-8 turnstile. Figure it out. Okay. Now, for the Ryan Reeves, the other part of this equation here of this anticipated heavyweight title fight, um, I don't mind. I don't mind Ryan Reeves. Now, the way I've had to defend him here lately, it's, I'm hold on. Let me grab my pom poms here. But holy shit, the the hate that Ryan Reeves get. I mean, I've talked about this a million times in this show before. I don't get it. Um, I'm not saying you got to run out and go buy a jersey, but I mean, holy shit. All fight, I've always said, no one hates fighting more than fight fans. You're mad when he doesn't fight, you're mad when he does fight. Oh, I hate when he said this, and he said that, and after his fight he flexed, and oh, it's so Bush League. Oh, fuck, who gives a shit? The league's so goddamn vanilla anyway, and now all of a sudden you get some guy, oh, after he fights he flexes, and... Oh yeah, what I hear, he wouldn't do that in the 80s. Oh yeah. What? Okay. He wouldn't even be the top 10 in the 90s. Okay, and? So what? What does that mean? It's not the 90s anymore. Okay? Like, you know, and, I, and I've had people tell me, oh, X play, oh, they, they think he's a joke and whatever. Oh, okay. Like I, like I said, and I've had this discussion with ex-players. I love this revisionist history these old guys have. They seem to think that, like, oh, Reeves would have got killed in the 80s. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, like I've always said, yeah, he's no Brian Curran, I guess. He's no Tory Robertson. Yeah, yeah, they'd really do a number on him. And Nick Kiprios played 500 games. You know, it's like, really? Yeah, he's no Troy Millette. Now, am I sitting here saying that no matter what era Ryan Reese played in, he'd be a top guy? Of course, I'm not saying that. But for the hockey that he... And he has fought everybody. Everybody that's around still. The only fight, I think Lucic is the only one that he never had. 
But he fought McGrath. He came up in that era with McGrath and them. He fought them. Bissonette, blah, blah, blah. Then he's come through. And now, I always laugh. So Reeves gets the shit, but the rest of the league for being giant pussies that don't fight. No one says anything. But somehow it's Reeves' fault. Uh, I love how people shit on the guys that act, the guys that are left that actually fight. Like somehow they're the douchebags. And it's not the other 95% of the league. Like, oh yeah. And like, like I said, I love it with these ex-players. They're like, oh, you hear his interviews. and what? Well, what do you want him to say? He thinks he's so tough. Okay, should he not then? I don't understand. <coughs> oh, you watch that Mike Dup stuff and he goes around and he does this and he says that and on the ice he's this and that. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to throw out the name, but I said, if they had mic'd you up in the 90s, you would have sounded the exact same. And the player actually agreed with me. And I'm like, yeah, so really? It's just, you didn't, when you played, there was no 24-7 media, no social media and mic'd up and everything else that you hear that everyone sees and hears everything now. Well, that wasn't around, thankfully. Wasn't around back then. But you guys all did the same shit. Why is everybody acting like what Reeves is doing is new shit? <clears throat> you know, like he gives them sound bites. Like, like I said, for a fight fans, I said, you, you, the same clowns that get on Reeves, oh, they'll sit there and, and get friggin' boners for Sean Strickland and all these guys in the UFC that, with all their stupid horse shit that they talk. <laughs> but as soon as Reeves does it, oh, he's a goof. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? You know. Now, again, I'm not saying you got to be the Ryan Reeves fan club over here. But what do you want him to do? He's playing the role. He's trying to build up shit. He's trying to make himself relevant. You know, when fighting's slowly dying and you're a fighter, well, what do you should, what do you need to do? You need to drum up something or else you're gone and he's getting to the end of the line. So you got to sort of drum up some publicity, do you not? But and as fight fans, is this a bad thing? This is what I don't understand. So he's trying to like promote fighting. He's saying make hockey violent again. He's trying. He gets trying to get people to fight. He gets people going. He's talking shit. And again, this is bad if you're a fight fan because, yeah, I don't get the code, man. The code. Bobby never would do that. Oh yeah. So you get these clowns and their code boners. Got to run that, those clowns, the old guys, their revision is bullshit. Yeah, we didn't do that back in the day. We had respect. Oh, yeah, the headbutting and the knee lifting. Bobby wouldn't do that. Oh, of course he wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Fuck. You know, it's just, ugh. You know, and it's just, it's baffling to me. Baffling. But anyway. But, which brings me. To, I said, the anticipation of violence. So everybody, for all week, has been talking. Oh, here we go. Rempy and Reeves. Here we go. Saturday night. Hockey night in Canada. Holy shit in Toronto. This is going to be great. They asked Reeves about it. He's like, ah, oh, we'll see what happens. We'll get this kid going. As somebody brought up, I'm sure they know each other because Rempy, Reeves was with the Rangers the year that Rempy was drafted. He would have been in camp with him, I'm assuming. So he would know him. But regardless, all right. He And look, Reeves knows what's going on. The kid's trying to make a name. All right. Reeves the name. Reeves knew he was coming, and Rempy's got to do it. Got to do it. Has to. And sure as shit, it happened. Third period tonight. Uh, Reeves asked him earlier in the game. Didn't want to do it. Then Rempy ran the Leafs guy. It's a Russian kid. His name is, I think it's a Russian. His name's escaping me. Buried him in the corner. From what I understood, he was hurt. Um, Clean hit and everything, but, you know, you get that big moose hitting you. That's the end of that. Um, So... Reeves went after him. They went out to center ice and had at it. Um, you could definitely tell Rempy fought what I would say a smarter fight. Um, strung Reeves out, hung him out. Um, a lot of jersey jabbing. Reeves, Reeves did land a couple solid shots at the end. Um, again, was it Tasker, San Probert Cox? No. Uh, was it terrible? So boring. Uh, you know, okay. Again, so they do fight and everyone still cries about it. Uh, you know, whatever. But... They did fight. Was it? The, is it going to make a top ten of all time list? Of course not. But they did fight. Um, people that were there said that's the loudest the rink has been all night. Ken Reed was saying eighteen thousand for the Sportsnet anchor who loves fighting. Love you, 
Kenny Reed's tremendous. Um, said it was great. Um, uh, fans went nuts. Uh, hey, good on the kid for fighting Reeves. Reeves was trying to get him to go, fought him, landed some shots. It was all good. There, there was your heavyweight fight that, that, but I can tell you more pe- the anticipation of that. You know how they had me flipping channels. I haven't watched a Hockey Night in Canada game in over a decade. I was flipping back and forth to see it. I actually missed it live, but, um, but it went down. As soon as it got towards the end, it was 3-2. I'm like, I ain't going to see the ice. Shit, they did fight when it was 3-2. Um, but yes, the anticipation of, oh, shockingly, the anticipation of violence sold. Oh, no kidding. Um, so this goes to a greater point, uh, that I'm trying to make. Cause remember a few weeks back when we had Daniel Lainsbury, supposedly gonna, Ryan Devine, the Ice Wars champs. God damn, here we go. We're gonna have the, the, the war to settle the score. And they had the posters, uh, uh, the graphics online. Everybody was talking, all the minor league fans were talking about it. I'm sure the NHL guys are like, I don't know who you're talking about, but us minor league dorks were, and fight fans were all waiting to see it. And Fort Wayne scratches Amesbury. Oh, because there's a fight rule. We gotta save him for home and blah blah blah. Uh, so this is where this is where I was going on and on. This is how the minor leagues have lost the plot and they do not get it. Case in point tonight. Because the NHL doesn't have a fight limit. There is no fight limits in the NHL. There's no fight rules in the NHL. All these other leagues well, Southern Pro doesn't have one either. Um as far as I know, the only three leagues in hockey that don't have fight limits. Well, the LNAH. <coughs> but, so, I get, pardon me, three leagues. The LNAH, the Western Hockey League in junior, is the only junior league, and the NHL, and the Southern Pro League. That's four, I guess. <laughs> are the only, are the only hockey leagues in the world that do not have fight limits. Everything else does. Holy shit, I'm completely, I'm, I'm really butchering this bit. That's not true. I don't think the Federal League has fight limits either. Um, but anyway, the American League, Okay, I should have just said this. Holy shit, did I screw this up? Should I just read? Nah, I'm not even going to redo it. Screw it. There you go, folks. We're in the raw here. Um, the East Coast League and the American Hockey League, for whatever reason, have fun. They're the two uh, parent uh, farm teams for the NHL, for NHL teams, but yet they have fight limits and the NHL doesn't. You know, brilliant strategy. Um, anyway, this is where I said they, they, they don't get it. Um, and all you're doing is hurting your product. Now, you can sit here and tell me they shouldn't fight and this and that and whatever. Um, they're, at the end of the day, they're adults. Everyone knows the risks now. These guys are willing to do it for, to get to the NHL. So let's get that all out of the way. They're willing to do this. Now, I'm not saying we need to go back to guys having 40 fight seasons or anything like that. But, uh, it, but if a guy wanted to, let him. I, whatever. He knows what he's doing. But, the anticipation of this fight tonight and got everybody excited and everybody watched it. Why do you not want that in the East Coast League? Why would you not want that in the American Hockey League? Yet I've never seen leagues, especially the East Coast League, do more to get in their own way <laughs> than to kill anticipation like these leagues do. And here's a prime example, and I've said it a million times in this show until, and I'll say it a million more. Red ice sells. You might not, people might not want to hear that, but it does. And everybody in Toronto wanted to see it tonight and they saw it and the place went rocking. And again, it doesn't even have to be a good, it doesn't even have to be a good fight as long as it happens. And that's what it is. It's the anticipation of violence and you'll sell tickets. Uh, And they have, these leagues have lost the plot years ago about this. But tonight, once again, was a prime example that violence will always sell. And in a few weeks, when you ask people, what was the score in that Ranger-Toronto game? They won't be able to fucking tell you. But they'll tell you about the Rempy Reeves fight. Yeah. So, there you go. Tonight was just another shining example of that. So, But anyway, good on Matt Rempy. Uh, good on Ryan Reeves. I was digging it, and uh, we saw a heavyweight title fight. Or we saw a heavyweight fight in the NHL, um, you know, for 2024. Whatever that means these days, but we saw it. And uh, and it was cool, and I loved the vibe around the whole thing, and I loved how fight fans were excited about something. 
Uh, once again, you're always going to get your Debbie Downers that whine and bitch and cry and all these old guys that, I don't know, everything in the 80s and 90s was better. Yeah, I was there too. Not everything was. Um, like, everybody likes to act like every fight in the 80s and 90s was a toe-to-toe war. Now, I got a whole bunch of... I have hundreds of hours of DVDs that will disagree with that. Um, but, again, I'm not trying to put these guys in that category of the Barubis and Kimbles and Twists. Of course not. But, for what we have today, um, as fight fans, I think we should celebrate those that still do. And, uh, you know, I always say there's... 95% of the league can be shit on. I don't know why we shit on the guys that still will go out and, uh, and fight now and again. And, um, like I said, I wish they would do it more, but on this show, you're never going to hear me knock a Nick Delorier or a Curtis McDermott or Rempe or Reeves or Lou Cheech or, um, whoever fights nowadays, whatever. Um, you know, and, uh, and that's why it's Daniel Aysbury, Ryan Devine or a body, Nico Blatchman, Derek Parker, Brett Gallant, Alex Gallant, Dylan McElrath, uh, Travis Howe, Jacob Doty. On and on, um, there there aren't many guys anymore that that will stick their chin out and go for it. And I think those that do should be celebrated. I don't give a shit if they're not on my team. I, who gives a shit at this point? Um, again, I'm not saying we have to rush out and buy jerseys of these people, but I think we should at least uh, give a hat tip and uh, and and thank them for their service because uh, they are a dying breed. As much as uh, you know, everyone gets excited that somehow the enforcer's coming back. No. But uh, if, if maybe we, every once in a while we'll get the odd kid that wants to uh, give it a go. So, and Matt Rempe is, is living it out right now. So it was great to see, and I'm pumped that they did it. And, uh, you know, like I always say, I get called old and bitter and out of touch all the time. But uh, I, I, can rec- I, can, uh, I can recognize that for sure. And uh, I was pumped to see it. So. But anyway, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll wrap up tonight's show. My my, my voice is going, and uh, it's uh, it's getting close to one a.m. here. So, um, thank you guys very much for tuning in. I, it's good to be back uh, after you don't do it for two weeks. Kind of, I had some notes scribbled down. I was writing notes down in Vegas. I'm like, I got to talk about that when I get back. But uh, yeah, kind of uh, fighting the time change here. My body clock's all off, but I uh, got a bit of a. I think I got the flu coming, but uh, we'll see. I got to go do some shoveling tomorrow morning. I know that, but I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but thank you very much for uh, for listening. As I always say, there's a million podcasts out there. Uh, the fact that you chose to take time out of your out of your day to listen to mine, um, I greatly appreciate it. I really do. And uh, if you could rate and review my show, um, whatever platform you listen to, a little star rating at the top, you could just do that. That'd be cool because as a creator, that helps me out out in the algorithms. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,000 fights on there. Subscribe to the channel, please. Go down that rabbit hole. You'll be, you'll be busy for hours. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, I'll keep you, obviously, I'll keep you guys posted about any, uh, a new podcast that, uh, that I might venture into and we'll see how that project goes. But we have some planning to, we're, we're way far away. We're in the initial talking stages. So we'll see where it goes. But, uh, I, if something happens, I really look forward to, to collaborating with those two. I, I, you know, uh, they're good dudes and I think we'd have a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, uh, in the meantime, I'll, I'll keep chugging along the fourth line voice train. I'll keep rolling. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll be back on Wednesday to talk to you guys. So thanks everybody. It's good to be home. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 